on this week's episode of Backyard Footy. I think the one thing that soccer really does really, really, really well is that connection. Mm-hmm. Like, I've known, I've known most of you guys for like several years now, and it's just crazy how that soccer community, like, you always are stay connected. Like, and it not only brings us together, but it's like our families too. Like, when our parents would go see our games, yeah. like, you see like the dads and the moms just constantly talking about yeah, soccer yeah. too. So it's just, it's almost like its own community that I think goes a little bit unspoken. But it's like, it's awesome because, no, every, like, you know, we're, we're all doing different things, but at the end of the day, we'll still be talking about, like, yeah. soccer stuff. Like, we play adult league, and we're still as competitive, if not even more now. <laughs> yeah, like, if I tell you, say I love you, oh. My money, my body, now your own, oh baby. What's up, footy fans? Welcome to the 16th episode of Backyard Footy with your host, Hugh Roberts, co-host Andre Anderson, where each episode I dive into the journeys and experiences of professional athletes, former athletes, and other soccer players who've been involved with the game. Backyard Footy is brought to you by the Beautiful Game Network of Podcasts. That's BGN FM on the internet. You can also follow them at the BGN.FM on Twitter. This is a very special edition of the show called The Cookout, where a group of us are going to come together to discuss current soccer topics, how we use the game to reach new heights, and how we use the game of soccer to, and how it affected us through our whole lives. So without further ado, let me introduce you to my guest. My first guest is a local from Maryland, Peebo Due. Played for the DC United Academy growing up. Went to West Virginia, four-year starter, captain his senior year. Now a current professional, going into his seventh season. Next up, I have Alex Lee, another local from Maryland. Some of you guys might recognize him on Backyard Footy, episode nine. Former Maryland Terp, started for four years, captain his senior year, played professional soccer for seven years, was drafted by SC Dallas, and played six years for the Richmond Kickers. My next guest, another local from Maryland, Justin Lee, his twin, actually. Four-year starter at Penn State, who's now currently on the Guam national team, and now, He's in the dental school from Maryland. My next guest, the local from Virginia, Alex Herrera. Played for DC United Academy as well. Went to George Mason, four-year starter, captain his senior year. Now he's director for VSA, which is Virginia Soccer Association, one of the top clubs in here in Virginia. My next guest is another local from Virginia, Yannick Eckenrode. Played for DC 23s growing up. Went to Radford University for a year. Transferred to Mason, played with us for three years. Now he's actually a professional, played a year in Iceland, and now he's still a professional playing going into his fourth year, I believe. Last but not least, another local from Maryland, Julio Arjona, played for DC United Academy, former member of the U-17 national team. Went to West, went to West Virginia, transferred to George Mason, captain his senior year, and now he works for Deloitte. So without further ado, let's get this started. What's up, fellas? How's the drive-in? Wasn't too bad. Rain, not too bad. Yeah, yeah, rain guns coming out on this stormy day. Yeah, sure. Um, so before we get started, I just want to say I've known you guys or some of you guys for a long time. You know what I'm saying? Played. I've known you for a while. You've been balling since I was. I'm younger than you, so I'm like, damn, this dude was nice. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we got the Lee brothers out here. I've known y'all since high school. Still don't know which one is which. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Still trying to figure it out. So which one is I'm Alex, Alex. I'm Alex. Justin. Okay, cool. So we got the Lee brothers, Peebo. I've known you for a while. You play the same position as me, so I'm like, you know. One that was like one day, you know, Peebo. I'm gonna be like him. I'm gonna be him, you know what I'm saying? One day. <laughs> um but also looking around, a lot of culture here. 
Now, soccer is a cultural sport, you know what I'm saying? Unifies everybody, the world, biggest sport in the world. Um, what has soccer culturally for all of you done? Obviously, we're a lot grown. We're a lot more grown than we were when we were playing as six, seven-year-olds. Um, Culturally-wise, what has soccer done for you? Um, start with who you, know, who you think. Sure. I think one of the things it's done is it, I don't know, even from a young age, it just allows you to meet different people's different perspectives and different cultures. Like, playing with people from the get-go, even like Hugh, like, you know, I got to learn about Ivory Coast and yeah. Jamaica, like, when I was younger, you yeah. know, and how that, like, ties it all together. You know, knowing the Lees, too, yeah. Guam, like, yeah. also from Maryland, too. Alex, you got a Bolivian, yeah. you know what I mean? A little something, something. Yeah. Yanni, too, you know what I mean? A little American, a little... Yeah. I mean, that's closer to us, though. German. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, we, got, we, got, we got IHOP here. But, yeah. but I think... Already. I don't know, my bad. <laughs> um, but I think what it does for soccer, though, it just unifies. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think if... I'm not saying I don't know soccer in general, but it could just be a sports yeah. aspect, too, where just, like, it opens you up, right? Yeah, so, sure. I think that's how... Yeah, I mean, it's crazy because you watch basketball, you watch football. Yeah. Um... They're mainly, you know, black dominant sports. But playing like, say, soccer, for instance, you're getting a lot of those like American kids going up, going to those private schools, private high schools, private middle schools playing. And um, even for me, like I grew up, you know, right in Maryland. I live in all, you know, American neighborhood. And um, I always think about like, you know, soccer helped me be able to connect with people that might not look like me. Being in the business world right now, I travel all the time. I meet older people, people 50 years old, you know, people that are younger. And it's easy for me to communicate because of what soccer did, you know, for me um, growing up. So what do you think, Hugh? I mean, for me, for example, you know, <clears throat> look at a bunch of you guys. I went to a private high school, private middle school. Only black kid in my class were at middle mm -hmm. school and elementary. I mean, high mm -hmm. school, a little more diverse, but all the athletes are black. Everyone else is pretty much white. And I mean, you know, when I think about that and I think of how... I, you know, soccer, for example, when I was growing up in private high schools, I'm the only black kid on my team, and I'm enlightening all these, not just Caucasians, but, you know, other races and Spanish and stuff, enlightening them on my world, because we're all coming from different worlds, but what it does for everybody, not just in the game, but for life in general, you know, when you go out into the business world, some of you guys are in the business world, some of you guys are coaching and stuff, like, you drop the prejudiced thoughts that you've had before, like, you're, you have an open mind to a lot of cultures, you're understanding what maybe a Spanish person does in their home and their heritage and stuff. So when you get into the real world, you don't have these prejudiced views. And I mean, throughout my life, I'm very grateful that I've been growing up in this very diverse sport and been playing. I'm still currently playing as well. So I'm very blessed to be able to see this. But when you're coming from, you know, sometimes just limited mindsets or maybe a sport, maybe predominantly one race, i.e. maybe like hockey or something where it's just every single person is pretty much white. And like, that's perfectly fine too. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah, you're just nah. like, you're limited to get, getting certain different cultures and for stuff. Sure. So, I mean, for you guys, perfect example, you guys are traveling the world with bomb and stuff too. So, I mean, talk about, talk about all the cultures you guys have been seeing. Yeah, I was going to say something about that, kind of piggybacking off what Julio said. Um, it's such a, soccer is such a worldly sport. Yeah. Um, you meet so many people. Um, me and Justin had the privilege to go over, play over in Asia um, and see different parts of the world. And not even playing soccer, but just being immersed in the culture. Um, you learn so much. Um, how other cultures are and just how other people live around the world. It's, um, I mean, it's sure. been an amazing experience and soccer is the vehicle that, that did that for us. Uh, true. Yeah, I mean, it, it really is a universal language. You can connect over the sport anywhere in the world. I feel like most other sports, you really yeah. don't get that. Just pick up a ball. Exactly, yeah. pick up a yeah. ball. Someone comes and you just play on the street. Like every, everybody knows how to 
to pass the ball around the world. So Where have just, you guys been country-wise? Like Asia? Uh, we were pretty lucky. We got to go to start off Hong Kong, Singapore. We played in Iran, Turkmenistan, um, India. Yeah, some, heard it. some wild places for yeah. sure. So. Damn, that's cool. That's cool. People, what you think? I mean, being you African, right? Yeah, yeah. Or Ivory Coast. Yeah, Ivory Coast. West so you Africa. probably heard all them African booty scratching jokes. <laughs> 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 that was joining. Nah, but just to echo what they said, you know, uh, you know, soccer's worldwide sport. Yeah. You know, but personally, for me, in my experience, you know, as a professional, I've lived in you know many different cities around the U.S. So mm-hmm. kind of just. You know, viewing that culture, you know, I lived in the South, I lived in the West Coast, I lived in the Midwest. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, to see different cultures and how soccer is all connected with that, you know, it's been it's been a great experience for me so far. So, true, true. I mean, straight. Yannick, what do you think? Yeah, you know, spending time out in Europe, playing in Iceland, playing in Denmark, uh, you know, they all speak English, but they kind of choose not to. They don't <laughs> speak English to you kind of when they need to. Yeah. And so there's sometimes where you're in practice and you don't understand what's going on. Coach doesn't say anything in English. You have a hard time following. So for me, it was just kind of a crazy experience to just really learn the language of the game because I don't understand what anyone is saying. The only connection I have is on the field, what we do together, how we play together, and learning that. And so, you know, understanding how it's really just a universal language and mm-hmm. you can connect with people even if you have no idea what they're saying. Yeah, yeah. So still, would you just study on your own, take courses? Like, how'd you kind of uh, Early on in Denmark, I took a couple courses okay. just to get kind of the basics down. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's a it's a workout. It's a mental workout. Yeah. Yeah. It's trying to pick up on a little word here or there. Mm-hmm. Early on, it's left, right, turn, here. And soccer language like is completely different than the normal mm-hmm. language. Right, you know, right. Like, slang. So somebody slang. in the streets asks me, what have you learned? I'm saying all these soccer terms. <laughs> Why did you learn those words? Yeah, 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 yeah. Turn. And you're German, right? Yes. How it is? I mean, your mother's German? Yeah, my mom's German. Did that kind of influence you playing um, wise? Or? Yeah, kind of. It's just always been there. Yeah. I was just raised with it. I raised being a fan, raised playing with my brothers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's just kind of how it's been. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like for all of us, it's like, might have been one of those things where our parents got us into it early, you know what I'm saying? I mean, I'm Jamaican, huge Jamaican. I know our dads used to play together when they were in Jamaica. So it's like... You know, our family line going back way, way back. back. So it's like our families, our dads played together. You know, we came to America, we played together. Pretty sure a lot of you guys had your parents, like, you know, or somebody in your family, an uncle or a cousin played, and you were always around the game. Now you, Alex again, right? Yep. Okay, Alex, director, VA. VSA. VSA, yeah, explain, explain that to me. Uh, so basically, I think uh, we all took the similar path. Um, I was, it was, I'd say unfortunate to share some of the experiences these guys have playing professionally. Um, but uh, yeah, so the next best thing for me, um, I went to the nine to five job, didn't like sales, uh, yeah. got out of it, um, had to go back, finish school. Yeah. Uh, I did an internship with VSA actually. Um, VSA is Virginia VSA? Soccer Association, okay. Prince William County area um, of Virginia. Um, so yeah, I finished my school through that program. Um, and after I got done, they offered me full time. Um, at that point, you know, Still trying to figure out if I want to play, do I want to stay around the game. The next best thing for me was, I guess, providing my love, insight for the game, mm-hmm. and just you know reflecting it onto these kids that I deal with on a daily basis. Um, and especially, you guys talk about culture. Yeah, I was going to say, what you see with the yeah, kids nowadays in the culture. I mean, uh, every demographic is different, you know what I mean? Especially, yeah. I mean, you go 10 miles that way. Right. It might be different right. here in the D.C. Yeah. area, right. or in Arlington, or... You know, Woodbridge, for example, different demographic. Um, What's your demographics so, out there? So, yeah, with Prince William County, um, I would say it's pretty wealthy, socioeconomic, 
they're pretty high up there. Yeah. Um, yeah, just a lot, a lot of uh, good, good people, good kids. Yeah. Um, but then again, you look at the world of football yeah. and the, the top players, the top athletes, they sacrifice mm -hmm. for everything they get. They sacrifice from a younger age. Um, and just like, the, like we talked about growing up, traveling a lot, you see those, you go to Argentina and you see a young kid who has nothing. They're playing for everything, you know what I mean? Yeah. So just trying to, trying to bring that out of these kids and try and, try and help them along their journey as well. So, I was gonna say, one thing that I obviously noticed too is like, I think the one thing that soccer really does really, really, really well is that connection. Mm -hmm. Like, I've known, I've known most of you guys for like several years now and it's just crazy how that soccer community, like, you always are stay connected. Like, and it not only brings us together, but it's like our families too. Like, when our parents would go see our games, yeah. like you see like the dads and the moms just constantly talking about yeah, soccer yeah. too. So it's just, it's almost like its own community that I think goes a little bit unspoken. But it's like it's awesome because no, so every, like you know we're, we're all doing different things, but at the end of the day we'll still be talking about like yeah. soccer stuff. Like we play adult league and we're still as competitive, if not even more now. <laughs> yeah, like, but that's yeah. I think it's one thing that just goes unnoticed is like the connections with people, man. Like it really is something that I think you you can't really describe it, but like. Just like the sense of like community and almost like this excitement when you see them because you, you instantly know you have that conversation ready to happen. Yeah. And I think that also lowers barriers down. You know what I mean? If you can just all relate to one specific topic. Right. Um, so. and I, I think that's the beautiful thing about having this kind of thing, yeah. having this connection because feeling that family environment because yeah. when you're doing it, you kind of forget yeah. how small of a percentage of the population is actually doing this. Yeah. Yeah. And it can feel alone. It can be lonely. Yeah. You can think you're in it alone. But to have people to go through it with you. I mean, every one of us played D1 for the most part, and even just to be a D1 athlete, I think is only 5% of the average person actually gets to play Division One college sport, whatever, not just soccer in general. And then you go from there, I mean, some of us are playing professionals right now, and it's like the top 2% that even get an opportunity to play there too. So, I mean, bringing together all of that and just having that close-knit as a family, you know, we're still relatively all pretty close and outside of the sport where you guys are saying I mean our parents and stuff my mom hangs out with Dream another boy that we know that our families are best friends they go to the adult meetings all the time and we do all kinds of stuff <laughs> like who knows but it's like it's more than a game at the end of the day we see other athletes talk about the emphasis of more to a game but it's really is deeper than a game because it's bringing us here right now some of us aren't even playing the game it doesn't matter because we were at some point involved and it's deeper than that we're like a family and the soccer world is very small especially in this area if you're good yeah. and you have talent like we all know each other but there's people that know us that we don't even know and these young kids that sometimes like we're just playing pickup me and people they pick up all the time and these guys like oh like you like people like well i'm like like who are you yeah. <laughs> <laughs> these young boys yeah, like, like, you know, the soccer world is small and it's a family per se that like we were talking about and so like word travels and new tra news travels and stuff too so it's yeah. more than the game True, true. Well, I got another question for you guys. Moving on number two, you brought something about sacrifice, and that's something I do want to get into. Now, um, I remember, you know, going to, like, Arizona and all these places during this um, wintertime. December would come. We got the Arizona trip coming. We'd be like, oh, bad. We won't skip school and all that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Little things like that. And teachers would be like, you ain't going nowhere. I'm like, oh, watch me. Yeah. Like, watch me. Yeah. Yeah. Slip. Watch me. Yeah. yeah. Like, I'm out of here. And this is like in high school. And I know a lot of you guys have done even, you know, earlier national team and all that stuff. And um, one thing the other day, actually, that I noticed was I went to my uncle's house for Thanksgiving and I was like, you know, 
chilling and I haven't seen my uncles in a while and stuff like that. And I'm looking around the house and I'm like, why do I have no pictures in this house? Mm. I'm looking around, I'm like, all my cousins are here besides me. You know, my one cousin goes, this is what she said to me. She said, boy, because you were never here when you were younger. And I'm like, damn. Mm. But then I'm thinking, I'm like, it's the truth. That is the truth. Yeah, because yeah. I think about it, Sundays, you know, that's like the family church day or whatever, you know, religion, race you are. That's the family day. Mm. I wasn't home because we game on Sundays. Like I said, we were going to Arizona on during a school week for like a whole week or we were traveling, playing games. It's like, Sometimes I'm like, man, like I sacrifice like my family as a young, you know, at a young age to, you know, chase a dream that we all want. Even if that was just to get to college and play, that was something that, you know, I feel like we all, you know, try to. Yeah. So I was like, you, what do you, what have you sacrificed or, you know? I mean, you know, going off, especially specifically, more specifically, friendships. You know, growing up for me. I had a bunch of sleepovers and my friends were kind of my all and I just, I didn't have a brother growing up too, so yeah. my boys were just everything to me. Yeah. But I'm missing out on sleepovers, birthday parties. Yeah. Not, this is not just high school, this is like elementary and middle school yeah. too. I mean, those are like the roots of your yeah. life basically. You and I'm missing out on everything. Yeah. I mean, you don't think about it back then. It was just like, okay, I got two, three games this weekend, like mm-hmm. Potomac soccer tournaments coming up at the yeah. Plex. I know I'm not doing anything, but I got three games per day. Like, all right, like you, you're committed to it. You're not thinking twice about it. But obviously now, you think, when you look back on things, you're like, man, like maybe I could have gone to Florida on some trip with, you know, my family member. But I have two little sisters as well, and they're dancers. Like, I really didn't probably went to one or two performances yeah. in my whole life of theirs, and they went to like every single game of mine. Because I mean, yeah, I'm the older brother, but like. I missed out on a lot of their childhood because I had to sacrifice that to play this game. And they understand, they're not complaining or anything at all, but you just, in the back of your head, you're like, man, yeah. like, I wish I could have, now, mm-hmm. now they're in college, one's about to graduate college, I'm like, what the hell, what time yeah, is that? Like, like, yeah. Yeah. I missed, like, now she's not a dancer no more either, my youngest one's not playing lacrosse anymore at Arizona State, and she played lacrosse her whole life, and I only went to probably, like, three games, and, like, man, I know she was a beast, and I know she killed it, but I feel bad still yeah, now to the day. Yeah. Like, I miss majority of her career and lifestyle, too. So, I mean, it's just the sacrifices that you have to make in life, not just in the sport of soccer, but just in life in general. You have to make certain sacrifices if you want to reach your ultimate goal Thanks. sometimes, too. So, I mean, Thanks. what about you guys, though? I mean, we all sacrifice some stuff, too. So. Yeah, for sure. I was thinking, to be honest, at, in the to- at the moment, I really didn't think I was sacrificing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just because yeah. you, you're right. having so much fun. Right. You're, you're with right. your friends. Like, I was hanging out with a bunch of my friends that played on my club team last weekend. Mm-hmm. I still have that connection with them. Mm-hmm. But when you look back on it, you're like, damn, like... All your friends from high school, they are off doing their own thing, going to prom, going to mm-hmm. whatever, yeah. homecoming. Mm-hmm. We were missing that at practice, away at tournaments. And in the moment, I was like, shoot, this is what I want to do. Mm-hmm. But now that, that I'm older, I'm looking back, I'm like, damn, I guess there probably should have been some other things that I should have been doing. Yeah. Spending more time with family. But, I mean, at the end of the day, I really don't regret anything. I mean, I gotcha. still yeah, love the sport to this day, got me to college. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, I can't say that I regret it, but yeah. looking back, I feel like, I probably should have been a little more invested and involved in, in my family. Maybe well, say one thing about that is like you got to think about it's it sounds kind of like damn like I wasn't there for my family but you got to think about how much our family supported us yeah. and even though we weren't there for them right. yeah they were sacrificing for us they were like you know what it's cool that he's not there because we know that he has this talent and he's pursuing something that we are supporting him on like well, you know, we'll let him skip on church for the next couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. If he like comes one time this year, mm-hmm. just so that he can do his thing, you know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. they all know and everybody's supporting you. And obviously, we all played in college and all that stuff. So they knew from an early age, they're like, yo, this kid's obviously good. They probably saw us play a couple of times and they're like, all right, you know, let him do his thing. And, you know, he's not just fooling around out there, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. 
So yeah. what else do you guys think? So I probably missed like a bunch of family vacations. Yeah. So many. Like yeah. my dad would be like, oh, we're going to Cabo. The family's going. You just have to be like, well, I just can't do that. <laughs> like, you know, and then they all get the pictures and all that kind of stuff. And mm-hmm. obviously I see like my family going out. Yeah. And I'm over here staying at the houses by myself. But I think one thing that goes unspoken is how much your family does sacrifice. Like time, money, <laughs> travel, like they go, yeah, just all this that I get think goes unspoken until like you get to a certain age and you realize. Yeah. Um, Our age right now. Yeah, right now. Oh, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Like, no. I, couldn't, I couldn't imagine having to drive to like North Carolina to see my son play footy. I'd have been like, boy, take the train. Take that Amtrak. You know what I'm talking about? Florida, your parents, yeah. like, y'all go in one car and drop all the way down there. I was like, yeah, Alex, too. I was like, yeah. Every, every other weekend for, yeah. for these tournaments. Oh, yeah. This is like. I'm like, what about your lifestyle and stuff? That's true. Sacrifice. Yeah, huh? <laughs> Even now, it's I wouldn't like, say it's a sacrifice. It's, it's one of those things where you guys know you have a season in the fall, and then you get a mini break, yeah. and then the spring again. You're going seven days a week um, until until June, and then you get a little break as well. So yeah, I mean this this past fall, it's North Carolina uh, down in Raleigh. One weekend had a weekend off. Went back down there again for another four days. Mm. Um, just got back from Florida, uh, DA showcase, um, and before that, yeah, a little bit more traveling out Richmond to California. Too, right? Yep, Richmond. Mm-hmm. Um, but like you guys said, like I'm, I'm still a kid. I think we're all still kids at heart. So, you know, whether I'm coaching, whether I'm playing, I'm still, I'm still excited to go. You know, excited to, to set the expectations, see the expectations for the players, mm-hmm. just like we, we set expectations for ourselves. Mm-hmm. So. Like Justin said. You know, when you're growing up, going through it, building your, you know, your talent base, going through it, you don't really think about the sacrifices you make. Yeah. But now, the zone we're in right now, just getting out of school, you got to sacrifice way more. Yeah. And you got to be aware of your sacrifices. Mm-hmm. You see everyone else doing their thing. Real life starts to happen. Yeah. yeah. You see people doing things, and you realize you can pretty, do pretty much whatever you want. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But I'm still gonna chase this, yeah. and I understand that I'm sacrificing X, Y, and Z, which might be a girlfriend, a friend. A social life in a country where I know the language, yeah. the sacrifices start to become, you know, much more real, and you're aware, and they can start to drive you. Yeah, I was gonna say, like, for, especially for you guys who are still playing, like, yeah. do you guys feel like you guys miss out? Like, for sure. when you see, like, I don't know, I know, but <laughs> obviously, like, when you see, like, Instagrams, so we're all yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. and that wasn't there back in the day either. So, yeah. I'm talking about more like now, too, though. Talk about right? sacrifice. Yeah. Talk about this man taking injuries to come out and party with touched up on that because you know even at this level right now I mean we were talking about it the other day like our off season is basically our time to reconnect with friends and family and kind of get caught up and, and you know back into things so um it's it's difficult but at the same time we know what we're sacrificing yeah. like, we signed up for it at the same time so um it's just about balance you know it's it's, it's mad difficult but you know I don't know if you want to speak on it yeah I mean yeah, so I was gonna kind of say what y'all said. Like, the, I really didn't feel the sacrifices until I finished college. Really, yeah. I mean, in college, sacrifice school. I didn't yeah. really care about that. So yeah, like, it wasn't a huge yeah. sacrifice. Yeah. Easy right off. But yeah, easy right <laughs> off. But in, once you get out, you're probably playing in some other place that where you didn't grow up. So you're playing away from home. So you're missing your family, mm-hmm. your friends. 
Um, and then, yeah, you just miss out what all your friends are doing, your family, vacations. Um, you can't, I couldn't go, to the, we always went to the beach, couldn't go to the beach over the summer. Um, so like, I, I really didn't feel like I was making sacrifices until I started playing away from home. And yeah. I, was, I was in another place in the United States. Um, but I mean, it's part of the game and I loved what I was doing, so. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's when I kind of started noticing it more after college and I'm going to professional right after school. I'm still commuting back and forth from Richmond. You got, we all had a house my senior year and so like, mm. I'm going back to school <laughs> Tuesday to Thursday. Yeah, hour and a half drive every single day for four times a week. Go back to school, see these boys at the house, but I can't really do much because I practice at nine o'clock in the morning, I have to go back and... <laughs> I mean, you know, it's the sacrifice you make. You pick and choose. Everyone, ha- everyone here specifically has a different life and a different lifestyle, a different career path, and you just have to be. We're all fully committed to what we're doing, but obviously, it's going to come down to the choices that you make and what you want to do. I haven't had a beach, uh, haven't gone to the beach, and we went one time in 2016. But since beach week, senior year of high school, haven't had a summer since then either. But that was I mean, wild, by the way. But Hugo's to the beach. What's the socks? Oh, 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 at the end of the day, it's coming down to the options and choices that you make and what you want to do. So yeah, I completely agree. True, true. Um, that was kind of sad though. Like you guys started off kind of sad, and I had to be like, it's not a sad thing. <laughs> 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 you know, just like we sacrifice. Yeah. But um, you get something happy now. What what's fulfilling about it? Like for me, I just remember, like I said, going out of town or something. Yeah. And, I'm just thinking like, damn, maybe not with my immediate family, but I'm with my boys. And to me, that was like my immediate family too. Like, it was fulfilling to like play with my boys, you know what I'm saying? Ball out, win games. Even if we're losing, it's like always as like a team thing, a family thing. And like, for me, like the most fulfilling part that I look back at it now, I'm not playing, I haven't played in a while, but it was like building that like family thing, that like brotherhood thing. I mean, you guys coming and dabbing handshakes and stuff. I'm thinking, man, like, I remember those days, you know, like, <laughs> All those things, and it's like that brotherhood part of it was what I look back and be like, yo, that was the most fulfilling. Like I could lose and cry right there in the game, I, but I tell you, in ten minutes we go on that bus, go back to the hotel, yeah. better believe we're like in the back, like right. making jokes, yeah, like just you know what I'm saying. Right. Somebody's gonna get flamed, and like you, you better your socks better not be stinking that day or something. You know, it's like something like that. So that's what I be like, and that's what I took really from the game, you know, the fulfilling part of it. What do you guys think? Yeah, I mean, for me over the years, it kind of changed throughout my life. Like in the beginning, my dad played college soccer, went to NC State. He's Jamaican. He's been playing his whole life in Jamaica. Obviously, soccer is number one. So in the beginning, I remember just working hard and playing for my dad. Like I wanted him. I wanted to come home every day, see him smiling. If he's happy, I know I'm going to be happy because if I don't play well, he's going to be in my ass 24-7. So that's how it was kind of until around middle school, going into high school. Middle school, I switched to Potomac, started playing with him more family oriented, get to high school the same way, especially college was like kind of the peak family-ness for me in soccer. But then I got to a professional and I realized how much of, of course it's family, like I met my best friend Alex and we lived together for three years because of it, but after that, like, it's very, it's a business, so you can't really even get close to certain people and you can't even have that close of a relationship because you know at the end of the year it could be gone, it could be oh, done like yeah, that. Yeah. Or other people don't want to get as close to you anymore because it's gonna be done after a year, so what's really the point of opening up and getting close to somebody? It's not 
it's different when you get to professional environment. It's no longer the family drive. Oh, true. It's family oriented. Like, and I feel a like lot of people are individually looking out for themselves. Yeah, they're probably and like playing the same position. They don't want to talk to you. Exactly. It's, you're in my spot right now. Like, yeah. I could be laughing with you on your face or behind your back. I'm like, nah, like, I hope you gets hurt. I, I want to oh. take his spot kind of thing. Like, and, I, and it didn't hit me until after college. And, you know, I'm a professional now. And just, just life in general, you got to roll with these things and understand them sometimes. Yeah, I mean, like, you know, in the locker room, obviously, you're going to be a whole, but what I've realized is, you know, there's times where you find your, your clique, your group, you know, mm -hmm. you kind of stay in between, you know, those lines. Obviously, you're going to be cool with everybody, but um, it does, you know, get in, you know, clicky yeah. sometimes. Um, just for that reason, you know, you're, you're there for a job. You're trying to get a better contract. You're trying to be on the 11 and, you know, get some playing time. Yeah. You can't be worried about, you know, if I'm getting along with too much, you know, with, with other people and stuff yeah. like that, so it's 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 difficult. You got, again, you got to balance, but mm -hmm. um, for the most part, it's you know you come to play and you know find your group and keep it strong. Well, is there anything fulfilling then that you? The fulfillment is winning, man. When you win with your boys, there's not a better feeling. Like that's a fact. Yeah, when you just step off that field and you crush the team three zero and you just look like. Like when we used to play PDL, Real yeah. Maryland, you know what yeah. I mean? Like we get those yeah. always just like, you just did something. Like you feel that, you feel that like excitement. You're like, we are literally, like, you're on top of the world. You got this like, you got this high that's well, like. You won the A-10. Exactly, same thing, yeah. Exactly. College, you're yeah. Like, like, those are your best friends for four years. Sure. Yeah. Win the conference tournament, then you get back to where, where yeah. Fairfax, yeah. Virginia. I had a beer waiting for you, you ain't getting it. Um, but yeah, the fulfillment is winning, man, because you, let's, we, what we were talking about before, you you bust your butt so much to try to get to where you are and be successful, right? Mm -hmm. It's tough, because everyone's doing the same thing. Mm -hmm. When you get that winning aspect, that fulfillment of winning, yeah. no better feeling. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you, you know, like like you said, I mean, a couple of us played together and we we played together throughout the years, but just knowing you're going to have that person's back. 100%. Just, just from covering it. Um, just from that family type atmosphere. Like yeah. For sure. Like just what you said was, uh, I mean, like, weddings, obviously, that's the best feeling in the world, but just bowling on the field with your boys is, mm -hmm. is the best time. I remember we were playing Real Man one time. I think you met someone in the middle, and you're like, it's like that's the memories yeah. like you'll remember for the rest of your life. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's, yeah. That's just amazing. It's camaraderie. Yeah, 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 yeah. for sure. And I always remember like, you know, a dude starts pushing my boy and I go near him. I'm like, I oh, dare you do that again. We've been going to that topic, bro. Yeah, try that one more time, see what happens. Like, I'm hey, I'm gonna get your face. I know my my boy over there is gonna run all the way over here. Yeah, just things like that. You know, any oh my, if I see one of my boys fighting, I am sprinting. I haven't sprinted that hard the whole game, but if I see something, I'm what's up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where it comes from, but. Yeah, it's that fulfillment of that. It's that camaraderie. It's the winning. Yeah, for it's sure. It's just that competitive drive, you know. And I think that sticks with you throughout your whole life, though. Mm -hmm. It doesn't really go away. Yeah, um, sure. It's like a it's because you're an athlete. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It drives you. Even I'm sure in your corporate world and stuff, yeah. what you guys are doing, like you still want to be the best, and so it just drives you, and motivates you. Yeah, it, it really translates to any yeah. aspect of life. life you know, yeah. that that competitive desire to win. You know. Yeah. It's uh, you can't. You can't really teach that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Personally, you know, as time has gone on now in this phase that I'm in, I've started to kind of enjoy and be grateful for the outlet of the sport. Mm -hmm. You know, you step on that field, nothing else matters. Yeah. Anything that might be bothering you, thinking about, it doesn't matter. It's and then you work your way into that zone, 
and you just ball out. Yeah, and that's what you're sure. trying to do every time you step on the field. For sure. And you could be anywhere in the world. Yeah. And that's just your escape. For sure. And you can be you, the best version of you. Yeah. And yeah, man, that's, that's what I love. Sure. Um, all right, so I heard something about corporate world over here. Um, I want to reach, go into that side right now. So how did we all, some of you guys are still playing, but even so, how did we all use soccer? Um, to get to where we are today. Um, some of us are doing, you know, you say corporate, some of us are still playing. Um, like with me, I travel a lot for work. Like I'm always going to different countries. You know, I went to Germany and then I'll be in LA and then I'll come home and do something here. Two weeks later, I'll be in LA. A week later, I'll be back here. Then I go to Orlando four times in a month and then like I'm all over the place. So when I look at soccer and the things that I've learned from it that has brought, or that I took to the world I'm in now, it's like, being able to speak to people and um, you know, feeling like a like team captain. Maybe you weren't the team captain on your team, but at the end of the day, it's like we're all one team. We're all the captain. You know what I'm saying? It's like I feel like as an individual, I can go to different places, speak to different people. I, I feel confident um, in myself because of you know the game, things like that. So, what has you know what has soccer done for you to bring you to where you are today and help you in the field that you're in? That's a good question. I think, I mean, I really just think it comes down to the drive. Like, yeah. all of us were fairly successful in the game, got to play Division One, which I feel like was a decent accomplishment. But it really, like Alex was men mentioning, it just translates into any aspect of life. So for me personally, um, I've been working in a dental office, going to school, and I was also studying for my DAT at the same time. It was a pretty difficult time for me, but I just remember harnessing all my energy and, and drive towards soccer when I was growing up and I just applied that to, to my life outside of soccer. And I think it just really helped me understand what I needed to do to become successful. I feel like, I mean, you just really harness that, that type of determination and drive from sport and you can apply it to your, your life outside of soccer. So. Mm -hmm. That's a very good point. I was gonna think, um, one thing sports does um, is that, one is obviously the competitive nature, which that's what anything, but I think the thing with soccer, what it does is it gives you a structure. Mm -hmm. Right, like you have to sacrifice time every morning to go to practice and balance school and to balance like some sort of social life. So like going to that in the corporate world, it's almost like you're already one up in the game. Like mm -hmm. I come to work every morning, like I'm there eight thirty before anybody else because I'm just used to that. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's like that structure of like then I'm gonna like kill it. Like while I'm at practice or work, I'm gonna give my best effort because that's what I'm used to. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Um, and then also like. I think the diversity of soccer, what it brings in it, allows you like to relate to different people within the office mm -hmm. while like, mm -hmm. you know, you get to the working world, you get to dental school, you're a coach, like still playing, like you deal with different personalities, but soccer kind of gives you that leverage where like you can relate to other people now, right? So I think, and I think a lot of well, corporate America, it's just likability, like liking, networking, like knowing other people. I think soccer does that so well because I can relate to a lot of people because of soccer, right? right? So. Met a whole different bunch of people growing up, yeah, and exactly. like you said, personalities. Like you're, ready, you're used to everybody. You're ready for anybody. Like yeah. bring them on, I can handle it. Type of thing. Yeah. So anybody else? Yeah. I also think teamwork is is one yeah, of the yeah. biggest takeaways that I've gotten from soccer. Um, every almost anything you're doing in life is you gotta work with other people. So the ability that soccer that you learn through soccer to communicate, treat others well, all to come together for a common goal. It's, it's, it's universal, so that, that really translates to whether you're working, friendships, anything. And it just, I feel like it, it gives you a leg up on, um, on other, and everyone else. I'm actually curious, I guess like for coaching, I mean obviously soccer yeah. kind of built a foundation, but now as you're in the other side, I guess how does that relate? 
Yeah, I think I think it's different through every age group. Um, like we, we talked about, like look at the look at a game of soccer. It's, there's so many life lessons yeah. that you can mm -hmm. go up, you can go down, you can have a high, you can have a low. Uh, you can have Very someone true. sent off. You're playing at a disadvantage in life. You might right. have a disadvantage right. going into a yeah. new going into a new career yeah. that you're you're looking to uh, pursue. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you're gonna go with Deloitte, but you know it, yeah. it might be a disadvantage because you, you didn't know the network. The network. Very true. Very true. It could be. I mean, you could model that in a different career. Um, but yeah, I think younger ages, you think about you're teaching these kids the values of life. What are your values? Because you're gonna role model for them, correct? Mm -hmm. Um, and the older age groups, you know, it's, it's more of what we're talking about. Hey, there is a very competitive nature to what you do. So dental school, I'm sure there's tons of people applying. Yeah, there's tons of people true. that want to be the best at it. But realistically, not everyone's going to be the best. You're going to fall short if you don't bust your ass like you talked about. So in terms of life lessons, that's, that was extremely you know, important. that's why I think everyone was successful here, you know, just because yeah. they have a drive. But you will be successful in your right. next right task or goal. So. Yeah, you guys are giving me a lot of confidence, you know? Not playing, but still. <laughs> That's because we haven't been on the field a while. <laughs> Coming at your ankle, <laughs> No, but I mean, you guys are, you know, showing that. Your drive, your teamwork yeah. is taking you, you know, in the corporate world. So. Yeah. I mean, for you, for example, though, like, you're someone who's still out there grinding hard for, what, five years now, trying to find, you played overseas in Iceland for a little bit, you've been here for the most part, still trying out for bouncing multiple around. teams and stuff, bouncing, bouncing around. around. I mean, obviously you're still involved in the game, but would you feel like, because of how you were back in college and high school and stuff, like, did that drive you and just soccer in general, just keeping you motivated, even though you're not having that much luck right now? It's all about luck a lot of times in life, and right. you're still just rolling with that wave, though, you know? Is that just motivating you and driving you because of the competitor that exactly. you are? Exactly, and that's mm -hmm. what the game has given me is that drive, that intensity to go get it. Mm -hmm. And then once it gets harder, you got to keep pushing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm not gonna not gonna turn around when it's hard. Right, yeah, you got to so push through it because you know what's on the other side. Yeah. It's right there waiting for you. Teaches you that resilience and readiness. Not stop. Every day, do something to get better. Right. Keeps you going. Every time you know you lose a game, you're not thinking, oh, I'm going to lose the next game too. You're like, I'm going to bounce yeah. right back. The team, the yeah. squad going to come, we're going to yeah. win the next game. You can lose five in a row. You're like, well, we're going to win the next game. It's yeah. like one of those yeah. things that it really teaches you. Yeah, um, that's definitely true. Just to piggyback on that. So, like, say I'm, I'm on the field and I look over and I see Cristiano Ronaldo. Obviously, he's better than me. But in that moment, I'll tell myself that yes. yeah. I'm the best player on the yeah. field. And oh, I feel like that attitude has helped me do well and outside of soccer, mm -hmm. right? So, trade point. Very true. Gotta have that mentality. It's not makeup that complex, man. Right. Just, like, yeah, build us into warriors. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But okay, this is like the last one right here, and this is the one that we're all been waiting Chapter for. <laughs> um, so in America, soccer is not the first sport. You know, it's not the main sport that everybody turns the TV on to watch you know the mls cup final or you know a regular game between whichever mls teams um or whatever team in general i mean people are more concerned about the super bowl commercials than watching like an mls game nowadays which is like ridiculously crazy you know I mean, that might not be right but i'm just throwing it out there. yeah i mean you can pretty yeah so we've all played from very young some of us are still playing um what are the changes that need to be made? Like, what needs to be, and I mean, you, right, you know, you're right here. Yeah. Um, but like, what changes need to be made? Like, what do you think in the youth game needs to be changed? What do you think um, high school level, college level, obviously overseas, it's like, 
these guys are in youth academies when they're like seven, you know. We're playing MSI or rec soccer and then, you know, hoping to travel, you know, hopefully our parents find a flyer or something online to take us to like a travel soccer tryout. Um, what are the things that need to be fixed, changed moving forward, you guys think? We'll take the first bite. We were having this conversation earlier um, just about obviously our, our Division One college experiences and we have a three-month season, right? Mm -hmm. And you look, you look across, like you just mentioned, some of the countries overseas. For those kids, 18, 19, 20, 21, they're going through a reserve team. They're going through a second team within their club. So they're still getting top quality coaches. They're still getting chances to take risks, chances to play within their style of play. Now, mm -hmm. uh, I think if you, like, you talk about Spain or you got a Germany shirt on, you can go to Germany, you can clearly identify their style of play. Mm -hmm. You know what the Germans do. Yeah. And top to bottom, like you look at Bayern Munich, how they support players from in Bundesliga to go to Bayern Munich, whether it's their rival or not, because of the national team. Mm -hmm. Now you look here, 18, 19, 20, if you're not already in Europe, you're going to college. Mm -hmm. So in three months, the only time you get to touch the ball, you gotta get really good. Yeah. And if you you got one injury, yeah. Yeah. That's a that's a year that's setback. 100%, right? That's a yeah. year setback, you know. So I think I mean Evolving the college game is, is one thing we need to do, but then again, it starts from top down. You look at, again, like I'm going to mention Germany, I'm going to mention England now, who's going through a really good phase, Belgium as well. Everything stops, starts from the top. Like Gareth Southgate, England, he mandates what he wants to the younger age groups. So a U16 kid on the national team knows what he expects from him when he goes to the men's team. That's a good point. Whereas you look at the MLS, is there a defined style of play within the whole right, league? Or is it just. Yeah. Especially with no relegations, I mean. But even can, like going further than that, a little deeper. I mean, to the, let's go to the youth system. Yeah. Because right. it starts from ground zero, yeah. and you have to work your way up. I feel like we're kind of backwards in the sense where we're coming from the top okay. down. You know, we're not yeah. really concentrated on our youth, and there's some a lot of things, not a lot, a good amount of things that can and need to be fixed in order for. Our next generation, we need to start producing. Yeah. You know, we have some, our wave of teenagers now. McKinney, Pulisic, all these guys think, are overseas. I think we but, have 10 or 15 Pulisic's in the, in the right. US right now. Mm -hmm. But talking to, I was talking to Joe Jaffer in yeah. my last episode, yeah. he's telling me Brazil on average sends like 200 kids per year yeah. overseas. Yeah. And their their whole motto is just yeah. sending kids overseas, sending kids no matter where, mm -hmm. send them, send them, send them. You know, for the opportunity yeah. Yeah. and development. development and just to... You know, even for the country, it looks well because everyone knows Brazil yeah. can play soccer. Period. And it's because they're dumping multiple and through their academy system. You know, they're able to find these poor kids, and they're still able to play. And they're still they look at the top, not just in soccer, in every sport. The best athletes really come from nothing, and it's, like we're talking about the mentality that's driving them to yeah. get there. But I feel like we need to fix some things at the bottom more. Well. A lot of those countries, there's no pay to play. Right, right, right. That's two things. The MLS is growing, so mm -hmm. I think, the, but you look at like a club, I mean, there's clubs that, MLS clubs that you still have to pay to, to yeah. go. Yeah. They're supposed to be the pinnacle of the U.S., aren't they? Those mm -hmm. clubs, and so if you have your boyhood club over here that is making players pay, and you go to DC United, why am I still paying? Yeah. You guys have profit, you have revenue, you have this, you have resources that we don't have, you know, so... You talk about top down to bottom. I don't think in the U.S. we're clear in every age group our style of play. What we want, what we want to be teaching the kids because you got 
some U11 coach that wants to win for his pride, or some U9 coach that wants to, you know, kick the ball and score 10 goals because my daughter is the best or something like that. This is, this is an example in everyday um, football. But, yeah, like you said, investing, I think, is huge, making it cost-free. Because um, then, again, pay-to-play, you got parents, you got other factors that you have to deal with. I was going to say two things that I've, that I've kind of just acknowledged. Um, one is like the mentality, right? Like obviously I'm Hispanic. Like I don't think U.S. and this is I don't know if this will ever change, but I feel like in those other countries, and this is me just maybe focusing strictly on South American and like Central America, is like there's that hunger that it's hard to replicate in the United States because we have so many opportunities here, yeah. right? Like it's demographic. It, demographic is just like there's like they have like in Brazil. That's your way out. Messi, like that, Messi came from Rosario, one of the poorest places. That's what I'm saying. It's it's a it, but it's a mentality, right? And like I can say, we, there's some of us that have that, right? But it's like when I like me as an American kid, right? If I don't play soccer, it's okay. I can go to school. I can go to college. There's a way out. Yeah. But when think, that's your, that's, I don't think that's the goal for parents. Though. Yeah, I mean, the parents a, not like I, don't, I want my kid to go pro. Like, no, I want yeah. to grow up and be a doctor. It's a it's a mentality. Yeah. So that's something that I've acknowledged, right? And I, I see that when I coach for a short amount of time, it's like the kids just take it like it's okay to lose. It's okay to do that. and and my you know and I'm not I'm obviously a competitor, but I'm not going to sit here and be like I need to win every game, right? But like. There should be some sort of hunger that you want to win or you want because not only does that depict like obviously your sports career but also like your life right you're going through life like it's okay if i don't get the best job it's okay if i don't go to the best school like that 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 actually affects you yeah um and then the second thing i was gonna talk about was um i think a lot of these other countries too their best athletes play soccer like germany france like We have a three, like, soccer is just such on the totem pole, like, in the bottom totem pole, where it's, like, it's just hard. So, if you, like, look at just, like, by, like, genetically, like, we're not getting our best and strongest players. Like, they're playing football. Why? Because there's more money in it. Yeah. They're playing basketball. Why? Because there's more money in it. And even, like, you look at that other percentage, it, going to hockey or baseball. Yeah. Like, so, I think if you change those little, you know, those little things, which is, it's hard, right? Because that doesn't happen overnight. It's growing. Those soccer yeah. it, it, is, it, is, it is growing. It is growing. Football is no. declining. It is. Because yeah, yeah. I don't think parents don't want to see their yeah. kids no. getting hurt. No. Yeah. But you start seeing that shift, then we start getting in the picture, right? So um, that's just looking at the very nature of just athletes. But that's something that I've just absorbed throughout the years. You know? I, don't know, yeah. I, think, I think the U.S. is moving in the right direction, both yeah. at the bottom and at the top. Um, in the youth, like... When we were growing up, we were playing U.S. club soccer, and we were practicing two to three times maybe a week. Yeah. And now with the academies, now you're practicing playing almost every day, and, yeah. and it's a, yeah. a proper soccer academy, right. similar to uh, overseas. Yeah. Um, and then even at, at the pro level, like when I first got into the USL in 2013, what was your first, 2014? Like, yeah, that was yeah. not yeah. professional crazy, at all. Man. Yeah, yeah, what, 2014? Yeah. yeah. Like, that was crazy. That was not professional at all. We were playing back-to-back. We were playing a game in Rochester, finish the game at 9.30, drive to Harrisburg, play a game the next night. Like, that's crazy. Next day. Next day. My legs are burning. Yeah. People getting paid, like, like $400 a month to play. Like, you, you can't grow the game that way. But now you see the MLS, It's there's a lot of money in the MLS. The minimum contract's what, like seventy thousand now? Yeah, yeah sixty. Yeah, sixty is something you can you can live off of. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the USL has made great sides. I feel like it's really grown the game. Did they just introduce them in USL? Yeah. So now they just made it three tiers. Now. I was gonna say. Yeah. I was gonna say you guys should probably elaborate on that because I am very like 
someone who I feel like if the opportunity was available maybe while we were all coming to college that could have been like I could have saved some careers, right? Yeah, yeah. with no doubt about it. But yeah. like people did, like didn't even want to go to the USL, it right? Worth, it wasn't it worth it going to the USL. Right. But now it's it's I would say it's a prestigious mm-hmm. second division. I would say it's one of the better second mm-hmm. divisions in the world now. It's a uh, yeah, soccer specific stadiums. People getting paid yeah. well. Yeah. I mean, look at Cincinnati. They had thirty thousand people at some of their games. Like yeah, that's, that's, that's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. Crazy. yeah. I mean, it, like, yeah, yeah, right. All season long, long, like it's yeah. it's a proper league now, and now like people want to go and play. I mean, Drago played in the yeah. USL. Yeah, yeah. no, he's not going to go. Yeah, I mean, I feel like all that together is growing the game in America. So I think it is heading in the right direction. Absolutely. Absolutely. I agree with that, too. For sure. I appreciate you guys coming on this show. It's an excellent episode. Definitely be in talks in the future. You guys killed us all. Thank you for the fans for listening and partaking into this wonderful episode of 16. Very happy you guys have been able to listen along. Please hit the subscribe button. More, up, more episodes are coming out in the near future. For all my guests here, one, choose a part of the show that you really appreciated. Make sure you DM these guys on social media via Instagram or Twitter. Let them know which part really affected you guys. You know, I want to do another thing where you guys are able to connect with my guests and connect with the show, period. If you have questions for me, Please feel free to DM me. It's wonderful crew. We can't thank you enough for being here. Can't thank you guys enough for doing this for me and my show. And stay tuned for the fans. More shows coming soon.